Chapter Thirty Nine of the History of Burke and Hare, and of the Resurrectionist Times. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The History of Burke and Hare by George McGregor. Chapter Thirty Nine. English newspapers on the Westport tragedies, the Sun, and its idea of the popular feeling. Gray and his wife. These strange ongoings in Edinburgh, it has been seen, met with the approval of the greater number of the Scotch newspapers. But many journals of the southern side of the border professed an utmost horror at the manifestations made by the populace of edinburgh against the westport murderers indeed so much was this the case that the times was constrained to speak in this way some of our contemporaries affect to be shocked at the shouts of disgust and horror against the miscreant burke which broke from the excited populace of edinburgh while witnessing the legal retribution for his crimes we are more shocked at this sickly and sickening pretense to find feeling by these newspapers the exclamations of the scotch were ebullitions of virtuous and honest resentment against the perpetrator of cruelties unheard of we honor them for it they prove themselves to be unsophisticated men that certainly is a generous view of the conduct of the crowd at the execution but perhaps as generous and certainly a more thoughtful and fair one was taken by the sunday times the extraordinary sensation created by burke's atrocities caused a display of feeling on the part of the populace while the last dreadful ceremonies were in progress similar to that witnessed in england when the wretched jonathan wild and when the cruel brown rigs suffered at tyburn in that awful hour when the hand of justice is about to descend on the devoted sinner it were to be wished that no clamorous shouts of abhorrence or of sympathy should interrupt the parting prayer which would fit the crime-stained spirit for the passage but certainly if any excuse can be offered for exulting over the dying agonies of a victim it is furnished by the extraordinary guilt of the sufferer in the present case at the time of the trial the london sun contained some comments on the few circumstances connected with the tragedies which had been revealed to the public by the scotch newspapers before that great event shed a flood of light and information upon the actual nature of the occurrence the writer of the article was apparently ignorant of the real state of matters founding only on a few scattered and not very accurate paragraphs that published and not being within hearing of the vague rumours of impending revelation which circulated in edinburgh and from it gradually over the whole of scotland the editor of the caledonian mercury however took the matter up and being able to read between the lines he penned an admirable article upon the production of his english contemporary he thought some specimens of the ignorance presumption and talent for abuse in the sun would amuse his readers and on the same principle and as having a direct bearing on the subject in hand the following quotation is made the scotch character 
quoth the luminary is amusingly developed in the comments made by the different edinburgh and glasgow papers on the subject of the late westport murders each journal seems to think its own honor implicated in the business and hastens to prove first that burke and his wife are both irish and secondly that the idea of cutting people's throats for the sake of selling their bodies to anatomists is far too original for the inferior conceptions of scotchmen the scotch character is much more amusingly developed in this paragraph than in, in any of the comments made by the edinburgh or glasgow papers for it bears to be an editorial lucubration and as such must proceed from the exported invernessian who seems to be ashamed of his country very probably because his country had some reason to be ashamed of him it is false however that any edinburgh journal ever dreamt of its own honour being implicated in the business or hastened to prove that burke and his wife concubine are both irish our contemporaries like ourselves stated such facts as come to their knowledge without ever imagining the nonsense which this blockhead thinks proper to ascribe to them in fact they appeared much more anxious to express their horror of the crime than to prove as the solar scribe has it what country was entitled to claim the honour of having given birth to the criminals but it seems our brethren and ourselves also hastened to prove that the idea of cutting people's throats for the sake of selling their bodies to anatomists is far too original for the inferior conceptions of scotchmen we know of nothing however which we should not consider too original for the inferior conceptions of one scotchman whom we need not name and whose talent for misrepresentation seems to be nearly on a level with the shallow petulance and presumption under the cloak of which he tries to hide his ignorance this however is not the best of it further than his name continues the solar gentleman there is nothing to prove that burke is an irishman indeed why man burke himself has confessed it in his declaration read at his trial and if the murderer had been silent on the point his brogue would as certainly and inevitably have betrayed his country as your invernessian nasal drawl with a little touch of the genuine celtic accent engrafted thereupon would have betrayed your northern origin and your celtic descent burke is irish and so is hare and so is hare's wife and so is the woman macdougall burke's concubine though her name would indicate that some of her ancestors might have been highland cousins to some of your own a relationship which your amiable bashfulness will not we trust prevent you from publicly claiming he proceeds with respect to the inferior conceptions of modern athenians what let us ask can equal the ingenuity of lord lauderdale's famous torture boot nothing certainly except it be the ingenuity of such a driveller as this who fancied that there is anything at all ingenious in putting a human leg in an iron hoop or ring and driving in a wedge between them a more brutal decree or one betraying less of ingenuity was never fallen upon to inflict torture on a fellow-creature 
it might even have been invented by the blockhead who here calumniates his country it is not below even his inferior conceptions we consider the device on a level with his capacity and we believe it was generally from among his countrymen that persons were sought for and found to enact the part of executioners in putting the heroic martyrs of the covenant to this species of torture the following is his concluding touch the westport murder judging from internal evidence is decidedly of scotch origin there is a cool methodical business-like air about it a scientific tack in the conception and a practised ease in execution which no irishman could ever yet attain an irish murder is hasty sudden impetuous an english one phlegmatic cunning mercenary but it has been reserved for the scotch in this last unequalled atrocity to blend the qualities of both english and irish guilt with a scientific effrontery peculiarly and preeminently their own with an effrontery which is very far indeed from being scientific but which is nevertheless peculiarly and eminently his own it has been reserved for this blundering renegade to pronounce a series of murders devised and perpetuated by irishmen alone as decidedly of scotch origin and to talk of the internal evidence of a murder while he is in ignorance of everything concerning it except the mere fact of its having been committed to pander to the prejudices of the very lowest class of englishmen by pouring out abuse upon scotland and to compromise the solid interests of his constituents the highly respectable proprietors of the sun by venting libelous scurrilities against the country which had the misfortune to give him birth and where that journal has hitherto been received with a degree of favour to which not the talents of its editors certainly but the activity of its reporters seem to entitle it but let that person look to himself we know it is always renegade scotsmen who are loudest and fiercest in abusing their country dr john mcculloch is one of that class and he has accordingly been served out in some measure proportioned to his deserts if the editor of the sun therefore has a mind to indulge further in such disgraceful scurrilities he had as well accustom himself palatum et gradatum to stand a pretty vigorous application of the scourge this display of energy on the part of the mercury was greatly appreciated by the people and a letter which was addressed to the editor on behalf of gray and his wife gave expression to the popular feeling in the matter sir you drubbed mcculloch the libeller of his country delightfully and it is hoped you will keep a good lookout if the sun again shows any more such dirty dark spots as the one you lately held up to merited abhorrence it is a general remark that our scottish papers are sadly deficient in public spirit as for gray in whose favor the letter just quoted from was written he was given an appointment in the edinburgh police establishment 
in which he is said to have become an active and intrepid officer a public subscription was raised for him but the amount did not anything like adequately acknowledge his services to the country perhaps burke himself gave the best testimony to these services when he said to a gentleman standing near him while he was making his confession before the sheriff the murders never would have been discovered had gray not found the body among the straw this was supplemented by candidus the writer of the letter to the caledonian mercury who remarked could they gray and his wife have been bribed not to inform about the dead body these murderous fiends burke and hare aided and abetted by their miscreant female companions would still have been pursuing their dark deeds of blood the relationship between mrs gray and helen macdougall it should be here stated was simply that the former was the daughter of the man macdougall with whom the latter took up in madison and lived with until his death when she met burke End of chapter thirty nine recording by john brandon